This is Shannon Ray Davis, and you are listening to Omega Man Radio. Welcome to my world, the world of the Omega Man. Join us here for the nightly marathon, broadcasting Monday through Friday. You can find us here on YouTube, and we encourage you to report for duty. Get trained up. World of the Saints is coming. You want to be an overcomer and endure till the end. We will teach you how. We cast out devils. We command healing to the sick in Jesus' name. And we preach the full gospel of Jesus Christ to win souls for Jesus. I want to encourage you right now to subscribe right here on YouTube to this channel. Smash the like button and share a link to our live chat room to everyone you know right there on Facebook. Get them to come on out and tune in and join in the fight against the host of hell. If you'd like to support this work financially, we have a PayPal button on our website. We have GoFundMe, Zelly, even Take Bitcoin. And we thank you in advance for partnering with us. Our website is OmegaManRadio.com. One more thing before we start tonight's show. To the demons tuning in. We're coming for you, demon. No demon is safe. Brother Frank, thank you for standing Hi. by. How are you doing, my friend? I'm alive and well in the land of the living. How are sure. you? I'm doing great. Praise the Lord. Sir, I'm running a few minutes late. Uh, folks, uh, we're excited to be here. We're doing a seven-show marathon today. And we're excited to bring to you Pastor Frank Marzullo. Brother Frank, what is your website where people can find you? They can find me two ways. One of them is by my name, frankmarzullo.com. I'm going to spell it for you. F-R-A-N-K-M-A-R-Z as in zebra, U-L-L-O.com. And the other way is spiritualwarfarenow.com. Spiritualwarfarenow.com. Awesome. We'll give that out again later. Uh, My friend, would you like to open us up in prayer? Yes. Uh, Thank you, Father God. We lift up uh, 2024 to be the year that you live in our hearts and that you will move in our spirit. We give this year to you, O God. We lift this year up to you to be movers and shakers in the kingdom of God. We also... Thank you, Father God, for your many blessings. We thank you for our health, our welfare. We thank you for taking care of us and looking out for us, watching over us. Lord, we want to correct things in our life. There are things in our life that have not, um, that need correction, that need uh, your hand in our life. And Lord, let it be today that we hear from you. Uh, We 
will worship you and honor you. We lift you up, and we want to know more about you. We want to know who you are and how you think about things. So, Lord, today we study your word, and we want to uh, receive a blessing from you. Thank you, Father God. Now, I'm going to lift, I'm going to say something. In Numbers chapter 6, God spoke to Moses, and he told Moses to speak to Aaron. Aaron was his priest, and he he, uh, he he wanted to bless his children. So here, I'm going to bless you right off in the very beginning, family. And then I'm going to teach you about the sins of our father and curses. And then I'm going to preach. I'm going to give you a blessing at the end, a father's blessing at the end. But here's what God said to Moses. And he said, this is the way you're supposed to bless the people and, uh, and uh, pray for them. And he said this, quote, unquote, the Lord bless you and keep you. This is Numbers chapter 6 and um, uh, chapter 6 and verse 24. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Now, isn't that such, that's a wonderful blessing, but there's one more verse here. And he said, so they shall put my name on the children of Israel, and I will bless them. Wow. Uh, You know, who are the children of Israel? Not only the uh, Israelites, but the, those who trust in, in God and put their faith in Jesus Christ, his only begotten son. Uh, these are the children of Israel. Guess what? God puts his name upon us. How about that? He puts his name on us. Jehovah. How about that? Yeah. <laughs> yes, indeed. Thank you, Father God. Well, I want to talk to you about, um, can I Can I just go on, Shannon? Or are you, Absolutely. You wanna... No, sir. The mic is yours. Welcome aboard. Take it away, my friend. Thank you very much. Um most of the time, uh, people are not familiar with the nature of curses and blessings. I believe it's the purpose of God that through the redemption in Jesus Christ that we should be released from curses and enjoy the blessings. But wherever I go, wherever I travel, I find people of God, people of God uh, that are in the church that love Jesus, people are experiencing curses when they should be enjoying the blessings. Now, I found four ways where the curses come from. Number one, curses come from our own personal sin. Number two, curses spoken over us by ourselves and others. You've heard that old saying, you shot yourself in the foot. Well, guess what? You could curse yourself. Um, number three, curses from our forefathers and mothers as a result of their sins, generational sins. And number four, curses placed on you through someone practicing witchcraft or sorcery. I just handled something like that this last week when one of my friends called up and uh, they were renting an apartment and they had to evict the people in the apartment. And when they went back in, there was glitter all over the floor and glitter, and there was a sign about witchcraft. 
And uh, lo and behold, uh, he got a water bill that was tremendous. And so he called up the water department. The water department came out and looked at the property and said, there's a break in your line between the sidewalk and your property. You have to pay for it. That was the curse. There was glitter all over the floor. What was that? It was a witchcraft curse. Somebody placed a witchcraft curse on him and his property. Uh, so anyway, let's get back to it. A, a generational curse is something else now I'm going to talk about. A generational curse will con- continue from generation to generation. Some of you here that are listening tonight are suffering in your life the consequences of things that may have taken place many generations ago, and you had nothing at all to do with it. But you're in line, you're in the bloodline of this generational curse, and you have to apply the word of God to your problem. That is uh, Galatians 3.16, that Jesus became the curse for us and hung on the tree. A lot of times people don't understand that uh, just because they go through a sinner's prayer or they say something in church, that there is still a curse attached to their generation. You applied uh, uh, John 3.16 to your life, didn't you? Well, guess what? There's more. You apply other scripture to your life as well. And I'm going to get into that a little bit. So you, you have to apply the word of God to your problem and take appropriate action to be released. You know, the writer of Proverbs said in Proverbs 26.2, at the very end here, he says, A curse without cause shall not alight. Well, there must be a reason why you're suffering, why you're sick, why you're diseased, why you're going through things in life. You know, the the enemy knows. He knows what you did and, and what your ancestors did. So guess what? There's something that, that alights into your um your present period of of time right now, and you find yourself under a curse, just like my friend. He found himself under a curse. Somebody cursed him. How? Well, somebody spoke of, of practicing witchcraft sorcery over him and his property. Well, this could happen to you. It could happen to your ancestors. Your ancestors could have sinned. They could have followed other gods, and all of a sudden there's a curse that follows them. So today we're going to look back at the way the curses are let in and how they alight on a person. Uh, If you have your Bibles, please open them up to Deuteronomy 28. I'll read it to you. And it shall be, verse 1, and it shall be if you diligently obey the Lord your God. Being careful to do all his commandments, which I command you today, the Lord your God will set you on high above the nations of the earth. And all these blessings will come upon you and overtake you if you obey the Lord your God. So what causes a blessing? Let's look at it, family. What causes a blessing is obeying the Lord and following his commandments. Wow. A blessing follows you when you start to obey. But look at down in verse 15, the same chapter. But it shall come to pass that if you do not obey the voice of the Lord your God, this is in the word of God, all right? So I want you to listen to it. If you do not obey the voice of the Lord your God, 
to observe carefully all his commandments and his statutes, which I command you today, that all these curses will come upon you and overtake you. So what causes curses? Not obeying the voice of the Lord our God. Not um, uh, Basically, those are the two root causes, and it all boils down to what? Sin. That's right. So if uh, if a person is going into sin and following sin, then there's curses. If you're running away from sin and you're following the voice of, of God and following his commandments, there's a blessing. God is still speaking to his children about personal sin today. We, we surrender all legal rights to the devil, and when we go into sin— and a curse comes upon us, and he brings death, death and destruction. The Bible says in John 10, 10, that the enemy comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. Well, come on, family, wake up. If you're following the, the devil by obeying his sinful nature, if you're going into that, there's theft, death, and destruction that follow. That's right. Now, there's other things that, uh, uh, we we uh, we don't think of as sin, but they really are. Watch this now, Ephesians four twenty six and twenty seven. Be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your wrath or anger, nor give place to the devil. So you can give place to the devil by just being angry and going to sleep on it. Wow, how about that, family? And what happens when you go to sleep on it? Do you wake up any better? No. You wake up more angry, more frustrated. And there's unforgiveness that comes upon you when you do that too. So let's look at Exodus 15, verse 26. And he said, if you diligently heed the voice of the Lord your God and do what is right in his sight, give ear to his commandments and keep his statutes. Oh, wait a second. Commandments and statutes. Oh, that's the law and the prophets. Wow. Okay. I will put none of the diseases on you, which I have brought on the Egyptians. For I am the Lord who heals you. Oh, there's consequences for our sin then. Abide by God's spiritual laws or sin can overtake you. There are consequences of sin, such as sexually transmitted disease. I, I just had a man call me up. He was said, "Could you pray for me?" What? I he says, "I've got a tre- I've got a disease. I've I've got herpes." And I said, well, "Well, I'll pray for you, but that's the consequences of your sin." You see, family, that's what happens when people, you know, go into sin. Disease follows, death follows, destruction follows. So some people say there's no mention of generational curses in the New Testament. I say they're wrong. Look at Matthew 27. That the chief priest, in verse 20, and the elders persuaded the multitudes that they should ask for Barabbas and destroy Jesus. Remember, the crowd was up against uh, Jesus, and they were saying, give us Barabbas, give us Barabbas. And uh, Pilate says, what shall I do with the, the Christ? And they said, let him be crucified. Then the governor said, 
What evil has he done? But they cried out even more. Let him be crucified. In verse 24, Pilate saw that they could not prevail all, but rather that the, uh, there was going to, uh, atonement was going to arise. And he took water and washed his hands before the multitude and said, I'm innocent of the blood of this just person. And verse 25, now watch this now. And all the people answered and said, his blood be on us and on our children. Wow. We want to talk about a curse that travels down the generational line. They cried out. They self-imposed a curse upon themselves and their children. See, family, there is mention of curses following down because they took an innocent life. Jesus, they took an innocent life. And now there's another uh, scripture that we uh, probably have brushed over. John 9, John chapter 9, verse 2 through 4. And the disciples, they were walking together with Jesus. And his disciples asked him, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he should be born blind? And Jesus answered, neither this man's sin nor his parents, but it was so that the works of God might be displayed. Jesus, by not addressing who caused the curse of blindness, indicated that a curse can come from ancestors. You see, he he they, he knew that the curse could come from ancestors, but he said it, it didn't happen this way for this guy. Instead, we find things in Scripture. Watch this now. We find that Jesus did not come to do away with stuff. He came to fulfill stuff. Listen to this. Matthew chapter 5, verse 17 and 18. Do not think, Jesus is speaking to us now, do not think that I came to abolish the law or the prophets. I did not come to abolish, but to fulfill you see, we, we we forget that uh, Deuteronomy chapter 27 and 28 are talking about blessings and cursings. Jesus didn't come to do away with that. He came to fulfill the law and the prophets. The prophets. So we, we can get into a lot of things here, but I want you to understand that Jesus didn't come to do away with anything. He came to fulfill it. And if you continue on listening to the words of Jesus in verse 18, for he says this, For truly I say to you, until heaven and earth pass away, not the smallest letter or stroke shall pass from the law until all is accomplished. Yes, I understand the law. I understand that uh, we're supposed to obey the law. We're supposed to obey the law. Uh, you, wouldn't, you wouldn't go down the highway at a breakneck speed when the signpost says 60 miles per hour or kilometers. You wouldn't do that at you know, 90 and 100. You wouldn't break the law. Why? Because there's consequences. You'll get pulled over and given a citation by the police. How about that? <laughs> yeah, Matthew 19. This is pretty good to hear, too. And someone came to him and said, Teacher, this is in verse 16. And someone came to him and said to him, Teacher, what good thing shall I do to obtain eternal life? Here we go, eternal life. 
And Jesus says this. He said to him, why do you ask me about what is good? There's only one who is good. But if you wish to enter into life, we're talking about eternal life here. What does he say next? Keep the commandments. In other words, keep the law. It's important that we do not break God's law purposely. For when we do that, we cause something to happen. There's consequences. Remember, um, um, there's always consequences for bad actions. I know we are under, um, we are under uh, the law at, at times, but we're under, we'll pay the consequences of that if we break it. Now, um, We understand that Hebrews 13.8 says, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. I'm going to read a couple of scriptures here so that you get the whole concept of this. Psalm 119.89 says, The Lord your God is the forever, O Lord, your word is settled in heaven. How? When? How much time? Forever. Your word is settled in heaven. Isaiah 40, verse 8, The grass withers, the flowers fade, but the word of our God stands forever. In other words, Jesus didn't come to do away with Deuteronomy chapter 27 and 28. He came to fulfill it. So, heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away, Matthew 24, 35. So, let's be crystal clear. The blood of Jesus was to fulfill the law and the prophets, not to, to do away with them. So yes, curses can fall upon us and we can pay the consequences of that curse. You may not have done the actual sin. It may have come down through your generational line. So let's look at that. You know, a lot of people say, what? Well, you know, what's wrong with that guy? Well, it's in their blood. Well, yeah, maybe it is. Maybe it is. Maybe it's in their blood. They got bad blood, bad bad traits. Bad. They they they're paying the consequences of the sins of their father, their grandmother, their grandfather. So there's a, a lot of things. So a, a man came to me for deliverance one time, and he said, "Can you help me?" And I said, "What's the problem?" He says, "I'm a womanizer." I, oh, I've had hundreds and hundreds of women. I, I need to break this. Even though I became a Christian, uh, he said, all I can do is go after woman after woman after woman. I said, well, let me ask you, did your father do that? He says, yeah. He said, I said, how about your grandfather? He says, yeah. How did you know? I said, it's a generational curse. So, um, we broke the curse in the name of Jesus Christ, and he was set free. Um, still in your Bible, turn to Exodus 34. And verse 6 and 7, this is what the word says. Then the Lord passed in front of him and proclaimed, The Lord, the Lord God, compassionate, gracious, slow to anger, abounding in loving kindness and truth 
who keeps loving kindness for thousands and forgives iniquity, watch this now, iniquity, transgression, and sin. Those are three things he forgives, right? Iniquity, transgression, and sin. Uh, sin we know about. Iniquity is something that is passed down through our generational lines, our fathers, and transgressions. It's doing the wrong thing when you know how to do the right thing, such as the Amorites didn't bring bread or water out to the Hebrews as they were trans- passing through their territory. Transgressions. Not doing the right thing when you know it's the right thing to do. And so, Keep in, uh, keep in mind that, yet he will by no means leave the guilty unpunished. No, watch out, visiting the iniquities of the fathers of the children on the third and fourth generation. Oh, what do you mean? Well, he continues to uh, cleanse the bloodline. The bloodline is actually under um, the law watch this now a woman came who called me up says I'm being attacked by an incubus spirit I can't have sex with my husband the spirit kicks him out of the bed and finishes me off and I can't I've gone to psychiatrists I've gone this place I've gone to churches and leaders of the churches and they prayed for me and nothing happens can you help and I said yeah I had a meeting over in uh, South Miami Florida come and and, uh, see me there I'll be with a group I'll be teaching a group well she came she brought all those people that could not deliver her and they um and she's a christian her husband is a christian and she was crying out she says help me i i just it's it's day and night i can't stand it i please help me and so i said okay um and by the way family um just a footnote here whenever i see incubus I I find I find that there is uh, some form of occultism or witchcraft. That's what I found throughout the years. So anyway, I got I, I didn't know this at the time, but anyway, I, I I was calling out the spirit that was with that was attacking her uh, incubus. Uh, um, the spirit that was uh, molesting her female parts and uh, having intercourse with her. And we, this went on for about 45 minutes, half an hour, 45 minutes. And she was thrashing on the floor. She was trying to slam her head into the concrete while her, she was laying down. Her husband was catching her hands, her head before she she did that. And there were people holding her feet. And all around her were all the ministers trying that had tried to get this demon out of incubus and i was stuck i was at it for half an hour 45 minutes and i couldn't do anything and i said finally i stopped and i said i holy spirit you know holy spirit is the holy spirit of truth holy spirit show me i don't know i need your help holy spirit and instantly down he downloaded what it was, seven generations back, father's side, 
witchcraft. And that's exactly the way I called it out. And out it came. Here we go. This was a generational curse. I didn't know this at the time, but she had a generational curse that was empowered every generation by uh, people going back into Santeria witchcraft and her generational line. And it was seven generations back on her father's side that it started. That's what the Holy Spirit told me. And that's how I called it out. And out it came and she was set free. So, yes, God is fear. He's loving. He's kind. He's compassionate. He's gracious. He's slow to anger. But on the other hand, the other side of the coin, he's a righteous judge who will not allow sin, transgression, and iniquity to go unpunished. Are you listening, family? A lot of times people just listen to a sermon, but I want you to take this sermon and I want you to take this word and take it home with you and examine it to find out, are you under some form of curse? Are you sick? Do you have diabetes, heart attack? Do you have, do you have heart conditions? Uh, do you have some form of illness or disease that is incurable and it came down through a curse because somebody in your ancestors line has broken God's word and sinned or transgressed or has an iniquity coming right down through the line so um, we can go on and of course it's uh, reiterated in uh, Numbers chapter 14 and also Exodus chapter 20 the same thing, um, coming down through the generational line. So God shows the disdain, the hatred for idolatry and spiritual adultery and iniquity. He, he hates it. Well, there's other things that cause a curse, too. Go on, watch this. You're not going to like this, but buckle your seatbelt. Here it goes. Malachi 3. Will a man rob God? This is in verse 8. Yet you have robbed me. This is the word of God. It's coming from where? The prophets. It's not the law. Remember, Jesus did not come to do away with the law or the prophets. This is coming from the prophets. Um, will a man rob God? Yet you have robbed me. This is God speaking to us. But you say, in what way have we robbed you? And God speaks in tithes and offerings, tithes and offerings, two things, tithes, which is a tenth of your income, and offerings, which is above that. You have robbed me. And then verse 9, wow, watch this. Uh-oh, look out. Verse 9, you are cursed with a curse. God is speaking. This is, remember, this is in the word of God. And he's speaking to us. You are cursed with a curse. I can go off on this and I can give you testimony after testimony about people who decided to finally tithe and were blessed. Watch this. You are cursed with a curse for you have robbed me. That's what God is saying. Even this whole nation. Bring all the tithes into the storehouse. So that's where you're fed. You're getting fed tonight, family. Where? The storehouse. That's right. Omega Man Radio is the storehouse. All right? 
I, I'm just a hireling here, but Omega Man Radio is your storehouse. If you're getting fed here, then guess what? That's your storehouse. Bring the whole tithe into the storehouse that there may be food in my house and try me now in this, says the Lord of hosts. If I will not open for you the windows of heaven and pour out for you such a blessing that there will not be room enough to receive it. And then I will rebuke the devourer for your sake. Wow. Are you listening, family? Are you listening? I'm, 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 trying to, I'm trying to teach you about the sins of our father and curses. Well, you say, wait a second, Brother Frank. I, I, I don't have enough money to tithe. Well, that's why you're not tithing so you don't have enough money. You're being devoured. Uh-oh. Did the light go on? Maybe. I hope so for your sake. Because I started tithing. And guess what? I have been blessed ever since. And then he goes on. So uh, he will not destroy the fruit. of. The, <laughs> he'll rebuke the devourer so that he will not destroy the fruit of, the, of your ground. Nor shall the vine fail to bear fruit for you in the field, says the Lord of hosts. And all nations, nations will call you blessed. For you will be a delightful land, says the Lord. So, fam, how to break this curse? How do you break this curse? Just tithe. Just tithe. Give tithes and offerings. That's how. And now, all of a sudden, you're going to find yourself with more income than you realize. Because God's stretching your income. It just overflows into you. So I've seen families that stay in poverty for generations and generations. Sickness passed down from generation to generation. Maybe their ancestors didn't give glory to God or listen to his voice. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Maybe they rejected him or they didn't tithe faithfully. And they inherited a curse. Yeah, there's, uh, there's curses that come down. And... um Here's another one. Uh, a lot of times people are feel very, very rejected, and they don't understand why. Well, guess what? In Deuteronomy chapter 23, Deuteronomy chapter 23, verse 2 through 4 says, One of an illegitimate birth shall not enter the assembly of the Lord, even to the tenth generation. None of his descendants shall enter the assembly of the Lord. And then we have the Amorite, verse 3. The Amorite, or the Moabite, shall not enter the assembly of the Lord, even to the tenth generations. None of its descendants shall enter the assembly of the Lord forever, because they did not meet with you with bread and water on the road when you came out of Egypt. So there's transgression, remember, family? And then there's sin. <coughs> the uh, illegitimate birth, born out of wedlock, sin, ten generations, transgression, not doing the right thing when it's in your power to do the right thing, sin, transgression. So we have these things here that follow ten generations, and guess what? A lot of times, a modern day, modern day people, uh, listen, we can break this in the name of Jesus Christ very easy. 
because Jesus became the curse for us and hung on the tree, Galatians 3.13. But you know what? You have to apply the word. If you were born out of wedlock, you still have to apply the word. No matter if you said, Jesus, I love you, and I accept you as my Savior, you still have to apply Galatians 3.13. That's right. You, you're under a curse. Why? Would you feel rejected? Where? Why? You, you find yourself going from church to church, not people, people not accepting you or loving you or liking you. You don't feel uh, received in your family. You don't receive with your friends or you don't re- feel received by teachers, uh, authority figures. You feel rejected, put down, uh, discarded. Why? Because there's a curse of illegitimacy. Rejection, rejection. You feel a God's rejecting you. Rejection. Well, there's a curse. Break it in Jesus' name. And we'll do that at the end here. Well, I see several things. One, when the child's born out of wedlock, God wants us in marriage, the covering of marriage. You see, when when you're born out of wedlock, it's a fruit of an ungodly relationship. You were conceived in fornication. Sin. Wow. Didn't think of it that way. I thought I was a love child. Well, guess what? God looks at it from a different angle. We've got to look at what God thinks and why he thinks it. The Bible declares that this child born outside of marriage is cursed for ten generations. So we break the curse in the name of Jesus Christ. You get set free. Lay hands on your children's if you can, and break the curse of illegitimacy. Thank you, Father God. We love you, and God loves us too. So when when you turn away from sin, we turn towards Jesus, and there's forgiveness. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Some curses from the sin of our fathers last forever now. I'm going to switch a little gears here. I'm going to go into Proverbs 17, verse 13. If a man pays back evil for good, evil will never leave his house. Uh-oh. You know, family, You know, maybe you didn't do it, but maybe your ancestors did. They paid back evil for good. Also, the prophet Eli. Remember Eli, the prophet in 1 Samuel chapter 2? He had two sons, Hophni and Phinehas. And guess what? These guys were kind of, they were kind of bad dudes. They were laying with the woman at the tent of the meeting. They were taking the sacrifices of God and for themselves. And um, God got pretty upset over that. And he says, um, in First um, Samuel chapter two, he says, "I, um, I'm going to skip down a verse here. Behold, the days are coming that I will cut off your arm and the arm of your father's house. This is in verse thirty-one, so that there will not be an old man in your house. In other words, premature death, and you will see the enemy at my door in." In my dwelling place, despite all the good which God does for Israel, there shall not be an old man in your house forever. Why? 
with it. Wow. And all the descendants of your house shall die in the flower of the rage. Why? Wow. Because he didn't discipline his children. He did not restrain his children, his two sons. That's what happens. So there's a premature death curse upon him, uh, about, upon his children. Premature death. And I want you to hear that, family. Some people find out that their ancestors, their fathers died at age 54. Uh, their uncle died at 48. There's, their grandfather died at, at whatever age and at young age. And they find out that, that and they're fearful that they're going to die in the young age. Why? Because there could be a premature death curse on them because they were not restrained as children. God wants their fathers to restrain their children for, from doing evil. Um, now, Second Samuel, this is interesting. Oh, wait, let's go back. Uh, Jeremiah chapter 23, verse 40. Here's another curse. I will bring upon you everlasting disgrace, everlasting shame that will not be forgotten. This is directed to false shepherds, false prophets, and false teachers. You see, if God did not anoint you and you appointed yourself, look out, family. Get back to the Word of God. Wait for somebody to put you in your place. If you feel that you are... Um, supposed to be a prophet. If you feel that you don't appoint yourself, you'll get hands laid on you and let you and send you off to go do your work. That's what that's what the word says. I can. That's all another teaching. Now, here's another one. How about the people that are always struggling, always in battle? There always seem to be a battle going in their life, and. Um, Second Samuel 12, verse 10. Now, this is the word given to David. Now, therefore, the sword will never depart from your house because you despised me and took the wife of Uriah, the Hittite, to be your own. Wow, what happened? Well, we know what happened. He committed adultery and he had Uriah killed in battle. The troops would draw away from him so he would be killed because he wanted... Bathsheba for his own wife. So guess what? Uh, the sword never left his house. He was in at war at all the time. And some people find themselves at war all the time. The enemy's always after me. The enemy's attacking me. The enemy's doing this. Well, guess what? You're at war all the time. Why? You don't have peace because you did something wrong. You sinned somewhere. And let the Holy Spirit reveal the sin to you. Because when you keep that sin private, you despise God. That's right. Now, uh, one of my uh, key verses that I I tell people all the time, uh, how sin comes down through our family line, is Lamentations 5-7. Our fathers sin and are no more. They're dead. But guess what? Right down on the bottom of that, it says, but we bear their iniquities. That's right. comes right down through the generational line. 
Thank you, Lord. Just more. Huh. Nehemiah chapter 9 verse 2. Then the house of Israelite lineage separated themselves from all foreigners and they stood and confessed their sins and the iniquities of their fathers. You see, they knew. They knew. That's when Nehemiah is rebuilding the wall. So we can find out uh, a curse can go down for more generations. You see, if a curse is empowered by sin in the next generation, then it can go down for another four generations. Therefore, it continues to be empowered and it continues to add up generations until the curse is broken. And the curse could only be broken by the shed blood of Jesus Christ, who became the curse for us and hung on a tree. Galatians 3.13. Ah, and I don't believe all this stuff you say. I'm under grace now. Well, guess what? Yeah, you're under grace. You're not stoned to death for all these things today. But that does not change God's law or his judgment or the consequences of sin. It doesn't change it. Yeah. <laughs> We're under the, the new covenant, sure. We have eternal life. That's what we have. We have eternal life. But we need to turn away from the sins that we commit and the sins of our ancestors. And we apply the shed blood of Jesus Christ to those sins. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Um, so, how do curses come upon us? Well, well, the curses and demons that Satan sends to implement them come to a person through sin, iniquity, and transgression, like we've learned. And uh, if anybody does not obey the word of the Lord God and purposely goes into sin, uh, let me re- reiterate that. Deut- Deuteronomy chapter 27, verse 20 says, 26 says, Cursed is the one who does not confirm all the words of the law, and all the people said, Amen. And there are other things too. Uh, other, other. How about this? Have you ever gone into a restaurant and are gone someplace and you uh, are, are talking to somebody and you say, "Oh, are you a Christian?" "Oh, yeah, I'm a Christian." Well, what is that that you have around your neck on that gold chain? A little crooked horn. Well, that, oh, that's uh, the, the, for good luck. Well, guess what? We don't believe in luck. And that little crooked horn is called an amulet. You see, they're, it wards off evil. It's Italian crooked horn. And so uh, people think that they're, um, they put their faith in charms or amulets or whatever. But Deuteronomy chapter 7 verse 25 says that we're to take these things. These are actually other gods. And you shall not cover the silver or the gold that's on them for yourselves. This is in verse 25, uh, verse 25, Deuteronomy 7, verse 25. And do not take it for yourselves, lest you be snared by it. For it is an abomination to the Lord your God. What's an abomination? It means he vomits it. Ah, I hate it. That's what it means. So, uh, you should not bring it into an abomination into your house, lest you be doomed to destruction like it. 
but you shall utterly detest it and utterly abhor it, for it is an accursed thing. So nobody should bring an abomination into their house or even wear it. Like, okay, well, that's the, the, the crooked horn. How about porno magazines? Yeah, that's also an abomination, porno. How about books of witchcraft? Yeah, that's an abomination. Take it out and burn it. Don't become an abomination. It's a curse. Don't become an accursed like it. So um, there's other things, too, that are an abomination to God, which is a curse. Deuteronomy 18 talks about curses that come upon people. It calls an abomination on them, the making their son or daughter pass through the fire. What's that today? That's called an abortion today. That's right, putting your child into uh, a fire, a, a sacrifice for convenience, abortion. One who practices witchcraft, soothsayer. Well, I know Christians, I know people that are, say they're Christians and they're in the church and they practice New Age stuff and witchcraft. I know that. I've confronted them. So, now, this is called an abomination. One who turps his omens, a sorcerer, a sorcerer, <laughs> sorcery. Wow, what's that? How about drugs? How about magic spells? How about a medium, a spiritist, somebody reads your palm? Well, these things are called an abomination. And what happens, an abomination, you're cursed. God uh, is, is definitely um, uh, very, very very clear on that so let's break some curses here do we have some time okay, have a little Absolutely. time here father god shannon can i go over a little bit yes sure take another 20 minutes thank you um thank you father god Lord Jesus, let's pray. Let's pray. Because we're going to put our trust, we're going to put our trust in the shed blood of Jesus Christ against these curses. And we're going to break the power of them. You see, the enemy, he has uh, assignments to the curse, and then he uh, assigns demons to fulfill the assignment. All right? Father God, we come against the curse that came down through the generational line, through our ancestors. We come against our own personal sins. We renounce them. We we ask. We turn away from the moment, and we ask that you forgive us. We, we turn away from curses. We even spoke against ourselves. I can't do this. I won't be able to. I'm not smart enough. Those curses that are self-imposed. Those type of things that we said over us, we, we renounce and we reject in the name of Jesus. We renounce and reject the curse from our forefathers and, for, um, uh, and our mothers as a result of their sin that came down through the bloodline, the generational line. We renounce those things. And we renounce every curse that was placed on us through someone else who practiced witchcraft against us. In the name of Jesus Christ, we apply the blood, the shed blood of Jesus that he shed on the cross. Galatians 3.13, he became the curse for us and hung on the tree. Let's everyone say, let's rededicate our life right here, right now. Lord Jesus Christ, I believe that you are the son of the living God. 
the only begotten Son. You are Messiah, come in the flesh to destroy the works of the devil. You died on the cross for my sins, and on the third day you rose again. I now confess all my sins, and I repent. And I repent for my ancestors too. I'm sorry, Father God, I turned away from their sin. Please forgive me and cleanse me with your precious blood. I believe that your blood cleanses me from all sin. Come into my heart, Lord Jesus. I want to follow you from this day forward. Now I break the power because I have authority. Luke ten nineteen. He gave me authority. He gave you authority over all the power of the enemy. That's right. Over all the power of the enemy. We, we know the scripture uh, that he gave us power over all the power of the enemy to break especially curses that are mentioned here in Deuteronomy chapter 27 and 28. I command the demons that were assigned through these curses to leave me in Jesus' name. And I break the curses that I have inherited. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for dying for me and setting me free. I invite you, Lord Jesus, to be in my family. Lord, to be especially over my children and in my children. I confess that my ancestors and I have sinned, and I agree that our sin is rebellion against the living God. Forgive me and my personal sin that I have influenced my children. I ask you to set my children free, too. Thank you, Father God. Thank you, Lord. I now bring them all to you. I renounce the claim that Satan put on my life, whatever it be, whether it be a disease, whether it be an illness, a, a, a mindset. I break the power of that in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. 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 Therefore, Lord Jesus, I command by your authority you gave me and by your shed blood, I take authority over every curse, every curse, every curse. Father, I command out of me. That's right. You're commanding out of you right now. Listen now. You have authority. You're going to go after the demons now. Father God, I command out of me in the name of Jesus Christ, every demon on the curse of idle words that cause generations to go after other gods. I break the power of that curse, Deuteronomy 27, verse 15. I break the power of that curse, and I command the curse of idle and paganistic practices in me and my bloodline to leave me in the name of Jesus. I break the power of that. I command it out of me in the name of Jesus. I also command out of me and my bloodline witchcraft, warlock, Jezebel, Ahab, dominion, control, manipulation, all that, leave me in the name of Jesus. I break the power of that curse of Deuteronomy 27.15. I break the power of the curse of Deuteronomy 27.18 and command all the demons under the curse of my bloodline, the spirits of physical abuse, verbal abuse, sexual abuse, and all the spirits that would cause me to abuse others. I command that to come out of me in the name of Jesus. Take a deep breath, family, and blow out. Go in Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus Christ, come out. Go in Jesus' name. 
I break the curse of Deuteronomy chapter 27, verse 20. I come in through 25. I come in the demons on the curse of lust, fantasy lust, perversion, fornication, adultery, masturbation, sex, bestiality, sex with animals, bestiality, incest, rape, sodomy, sex with spirits, incubus, succubus, pornography, lust of the eyes, pride of life, lust of the world, abortion, prostitution, and all whoredoms. Go in Jesus' name. Come out of me. I break you curse. I break the curse of Deuteronomy 27, verse 20 through 25. You, the spirits that were assigned to that curse, leave me now in Jesus' name. Come out in Jesus' name. Take a deep breath, family. Blow out. Go in Jesus' name. I command the curse of Deuteronomy 28, verse 13. That spirit that causes, that would make me the tail and not the head. Also, spirits of depression, despair, retardation, insanity. I command it to come out of me in the name of Jesus. Take a deep breath and blow out. Go in Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus Christ. I command the demons assigned to the curse of Deuteronomy 28, 15 through 17. I command the demons of the curse of rebellion and disobedience, selfishness and greed in my bloodline and the curse of on my possessions, my hands, my inheritance. That, that you that causes the, 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 the curse of the, the fruit against my body, that my children, my descendants, my food, my storehouse. I command all these demons of poverty to leave me in the name of Jesus Christ. Come out. Go in Jesus' name. I command a curse of Deuteronomy 28.19. Every demon that, uh, that, that follows my traveling, my going out and coming in, any mode of travel on a boat, airplane, car, I command train. I command you to go in Jesus' name, any accident, any entry, to leave me, to leave my family. That's right. I break that curse, that curse of, of travel, the mode of travel, of destruction and death. I command you to go in Jesus' name. Go in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. 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 I, I break the curse of Deuteronomy 28, verse 20 through 22, that spirits that cause uh, confusion, the spirit of Egypt, the spirit of occultism, lusting after other gods. I command you to leave my bloodline as, and as far back as Adam and Eve. Go in Jesus' name. Come out in Jesus' name. I come against all those curses. Take a deep breath. I come against the curse of fiery heat, inflammation, sword, drought, mildew, mold. I command you epidemic, infirmities, cancer, disease. Go, go in Jesus' name. COVID-19 effects, side effects from the vaccines, long-term effects. Go in Jesus' name. I command you out, out in the name of Jesus. That's right. Now, all the curse of De Deuteronomy 28, verse 20 through 22. Leave me now in Jesus' name. I take authority over Deuteronomy, verse 28, verse 23. And I command the evil spirits that cause the heavens to be bronzed and the earth to be iron so that my prayers are not answered. I command that curse to leave me now in Jesus' name. Take a deep breath and blow out. Go in Jesus' name. 
that but thou won't let me hear the word of God, that will not let me prophesy, that will not let me have visions. I command those demons to leave. Go in Jesus' name. I command the spirit uh, behind the spirits behind the curse of Deuteronomy twenty eight twenty five. I command them to leave me. That leave me. That that caused me to be struck down before my enemies. The spirit of failure, self hate, death, death wish, premature death, the death, the curse of Eli. I command the spirit of suicide to come out in Jesus' name. Come out, go in Jesus' name. I command the curse of Deuteronomy 28, verse 27. The the, the scurvy, itch, uh, skin diseases, uh, skin cancer, things that will not heal, herpes, psoriasis, shingles, madness, AIDS. I command sexually commanded diseases, uh, demons behind that, to go in Jesus' name, to leave my bloodline. Go in Jesus' name. I command the curse of Deuteronomy 28, 28. The spirits that cause discouragement, dismay, uh, uh, the dismay of the mind, heart, mental anguish, mental torment, every spirit under the control of Apollyon the destroyer. I command you to come out in the name of Jesus. Come out. Go in Jesus' name. I break the curse and the demons behind that the Deuteronomy 28 verse 29. The, the, that curse to come out in Brother Frank, you went mute just for a minute. Hey, folks, do we still have uh, Internet connection out there? Stand by. I've lost Brother Frank. Brother Frank, see if your uh, mute switch is on. Hang on. Let's get Brother Frank back. His Internet is went offline. We have uh, audio on the mixer, Brother Frank, can you hear me, my friend? I think your mute switch is on. Check and see. Oh, there you go. Uh, there you go. Can, can you, you hear, hear me? me? Yes, sir. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Can you hear me now? Oh, yes, sir. You went mute for about 30 seconds. Continue on. Uh, You've got about another eight that minutes. That was... You like that it. was just the devil, wasn't yes, it? Yes, <laughs> sir. It's time to kick him in the balls. Go for it. Okay. Well, I command the spirit of uh, of Deuteronomy twenty eight verse twenty nine. The demons that cause failure, laziness, passivity, apathy, lethargy, poverty. I command those demons to leave in the name of Jesus. I command the demons of Deuteronomy, the, the curse of Deuteronomy 28, verse 30, the curse that causes divorce, division, separation in me and my bloodline to leave in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. I command all spirits that, um, that uh, have to do with rebellion, selfishness, stubbornness, idolatry, disobedience, anti-submissive, uh, God-hating spirits, Christ-hating spirits, sp- uh, spirits that hate the Holy Spirit, to leave me in the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Father God. Thank you, Father God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Now, I, I, I really want to just uh, give you a blessing at the end here, family. I know that there's more, and um, um, the Holy Spirit will will reveal more to you, but I want to bless you. 
Uh, I'm going to take a prayer from I learned from Teresa Castleman and Frank Hammond and combined it. And I want to um, pray it over you, family. All that are listening to the this message tonight, or you're going to listen to it in the archives later on, and it's going to be the same for you as if it's happening right now. Thank you, Father God. In the name of Jesus Christ, I bless you. That's right, you that are listening. I bless you with the promises of God, which are yes and amen. I pray the Holy Spirit make you healthy and strong in spirit, soul, and body, so that you will move in faith and expectancy. May God's angels be with you and protect you and keep you in all his ways. May our Heavenly Father bless you, and I bless you, with the healing of all wounds of rejection, neglect, and abuse that you have suffered. I bless you with overflowing peace and peace beyond comprehension. I bless your life with fruitfulness, good fruit, much fruit, and the fruit that remains. I bless you with success. You are the head and not the tail. You are above and not beneath. I bless you with health and strength of body, soul, and spirit. I bless you with overflowing prosperity, enabling you to be a blessing for others. I bless you with spiritual influence so that you are the light of the world and the salt of the earth. You are like a tree planted by the rivers of water. You will prosper in all your ways. I bless you with depth of spiritual understanding and a close close walk with the Lord. You will not stumble or falter, for the word of God will be a lamp to your feet and a light to your path. I bless you with pure and edifying relationships in life. You have favor with God and man. I bless you with abounding love. You will minister God's comfort and grace to others. You are blessed with all spiritual blessings. And Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. (laughs) Brother Frank, this was a powerful teaching tonight and mass deliverance you're bringing awesome teachings what would you like to title this one for the archive tonight Uh, well let's call it what it is sins of our fathers and curses oh that's an excellent title and curses I know that sins of our fathers very well because my own family on my dad's side were affected sins of our fathers and curses we're going to put this up in the archive. Now, Brother Frank, I want you to tell people about anything that you would like to mention on your ministry, how they can find you, how they can support your work, and learn more. Well, first of all, freely I have received and freely I give. I don't request any money. I don't want an honorarium. I want all this money that you – listen, if you ate at one restaurant, you would not go to another restaurant to pay the bill, would you? You would pay the bill in a restaurant that you go to. This is a restaurant. This is the storehouse. Family, listen to me carefully. I don't want your money. 
God's blessing me. There are other people out in the world that are blessing me because I'm doing the work of the Holy Spirit. I don't want your money. I want you to put your money in the where in this where you ate tonight. Where did you eat tonight? You ate at Omega Man Radio. Bless Shannon Davis so that this ministry can go on. My ministry and other people's ministries. Bless him. Send your money to Omega Man Radio. If you want to get in touch with me, you can get in touch with me at www.spiritualwarfarenow.com or www.frankmarzulo.com. That's F-R-A-N-K-M-A-R-Z-U-L-L-O dot com. But remember, family, don't send me money. Send it to Omega Man Radio. We need more people out here doing this to advance the kingdom of God. We need you to support what you believe in. Okay, Shannon, all yours. My brother, do you also have any uh, meetings online that people can be a part of or Uh, some books hmm. that they can learn more about deliverance? Sure. I've written, my father wrote 26 books. I've I've written 15, and it's all on deliverance. And you can find those on the website that I gave you. Also, in that website, I do teach once a month on Zoom, Z-O-O-M, and uh, that's open to the public. I have it on Facebook as well, and I do that the last Saturday of the month. I usually It's usually the last Saturday of the month, but go into my website. That all information is right there for you to uh, sign up for it. You must have Zoom in order to do it. Do you have Zoom, Shannon? Uh, let's see. I've used it before. Yes, sir, I have. Yeah, well, there's usually there's people from all around the world that sign in. So I have people in the Netherlands, uh, France, Germany. Um, I've had people from South America and uh, across the United States, of course. But it's a, it's a very interesting thing. What I do is I teach on a subject like this. I have mass deliverance, and then I open up the mics for question and answer. That's powerful. Sometimes a person that is, um, they have a, a laptop set up and there's about 30 people in a room somewhere else in the world and they're watching me and there's questions and answers through that group of people too. So it's a lot. If I don't have the answer to it, Shannon, somebody in that group does. The Holy Spirit always brings the truth. Absolutely. What else? Absolutely. Um, so they can be a part of that. And, of course, to get the books, what would be the best website to go to to check those out? Either or. FrankMarzulo.com or, or SpiritualWarfareNow.com? Correct. Yeah, they can okay. get the books. They can go into the store and they can see what I offer. I just finished a new book called The Laying on of Hands. And um, I just put it out last I think about two weeks ago. So that's the newest one. Folks, go and, there and I'll probably we'll bring that too, and you'll probably hear that 
one day in the future. Man, I'd love to hear that. And uh, one more thing, if they want to uh, make contact with you, what's the best way? Email, phone, what would you like to put out? Well, there's, uh, yeah, I have email. My last name, Marzullo, that's M as in Mary, A-R-Z as in Zebra, U-L-L-O, Marzullo, at Bell South, B-E-L-L-S-O-U-T-H dot net, Marzullo at BellSouth dot net. That's my email. And my phone number is area code 386-736-2820. That's here in the United States. Uh, I don't know how to get to it internationally, but just plus maybe one you, area code and number. That's all they got to do. Plus area one, code and number. Area code and number. Yes, sir. Brother okay, Frank? and I have it set up on a recording. I listen to it. I'm in the house most of the day. I listen to it because there's a lot of telemarketers that are calling up trying to get money from me and scams and things. So I listen to it. There's a prompt on it, but I'm right there in the room. I'm there most of the time. If it's a legit call and you're calling for prayers or you're calling for something that you need, I, I will pick up. Otherwise, you'll get a recording, and I'll get your phone name, your phone number. Fantastic. Uh, folks, if you're coming late, I'll get this up in just a few minutes. I'll send you your copy, Brother Frank. And um, we'll see you Wednesday the 24th. Amen. Love you, my friend. God bless you. I love you, too. God bless you. Thank you, sir. All right. Bye-bye. Folks, stand by as we get Brother Almanac on. We are dialing. Stand by. Let me save this. I'll be right back. Refresh after each show. Stand by.